Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast The Stemnist when we talk about women in STEM, their stories and also STEM news. Today I have Olivia with me who's an undergrad junior majoring in conservation biology and ecology. So, tell us something about yourself. My name is Olivia Jacobowski. I am an undergraduate junior majoring in conservation biology and ecology with double minors of sociology and global studies at Montana State University, Bozeman. I'm originally from Northern California and was raised in the Sierra Nevada foothills um, of California, kind of near Lake Tahoe or in between Lake Tahoe and Sacramento. And in terms of um, my field, While I am still a university student, I am currently kind of going in the direction of studying human-wildlife conflict um, and kind of finding my niche um, in there in terms of um, conservation and ecology. And the reason why I was mostly interested in that is because as our world population is growing, it's increasing our interactions um, with nature and having a much more intimate relationship with nature than before. And so creating solutions that can both benefit the wildlife um, and as well as the urban populations would be the best way to move forward in order to establish coexistence um, here on our planet. That's very interesting. So can you tell me more about your field and uh, what made you pick this field? What's interesting about this field um, and what makes it stand out? So um, conservation or ecology, um, I might be a little bit biased, but I honestly believe ecology is hands down the most important area of study um, in our modern age that we're living in. And I think if you just turn on the news for even a brief second, you'll realize how important it is that we put a focus on climate science um, and the environment as a whole. Um, We are basically experiencing the next mass extinction. And so, um, but I guess maybe I should correct myself. The beauty of ecology or conservation is it's highly interdisciplinary, meaning all scientific fields can um, contribute to this effort, whether you be an engineer, a chemist, or even a mathematician. I honestly think that's the beauty of ecology. Um, We, even working in the field, we are all from so many different various um, fields and we're all contributing to this one broad field um, and central effort that affects us all, um, wherever you might be in the world. Um, And also, sorry, there's a motorcycle running by. Also, without studying and helping conserve our home, we would have been dead way before and meaning no other fields would even exist um, without the conservation of our natural world, which is the foundation, in my opinion, of all science. (laughs) I totally agree. With so much industrialization and climate change, conservation is an important area of our age. Uh, Besides saving the earth, uh, what are your other interests? And how do you manage your work-life balance? I really believe that having a work-life balance is crucial, and I think anyone would agree with that. Um, Whatever your field may be that you are pursuing, it is not all that's in life. Um, And so just being a little bit vulnerable here in October of 2020, that was one of the most difficult periods of my life. Um, Just because like many ecologists, I was experiencing and continue to experience it's something that doesn't really leave um, imposter syndrome. And I had burnout, like very severe burnout. And I lost my passion, my drive, my motivation. And actually, instead of saying I lost it, I would say it was just... um, what's the word it wasn't lost it was more 
um, what is the word? Dormant, I guess. Is that, yeah, that's the right word, dormant. Um, and finally, after a long period of struggle, I decided to seek my campus counseling services and began giving myself breaks, spending time with those I love. And I feel like especially, I can only speak for American society, but I think we are really expected to endlessly work and giving yourself a break almost feels like you're, it's almost like when you do give yourself a break, you feel like, uh, what is the word? Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, that's right. When you, when you give yourself a break, you're, it almost seems like it increases your anxiety and um, that we always need to be reaching for the bigger, better thing, whether it be promotions, expectations, or work. Um, I feel so vulnerable sharing, but it, it really shouldn't be the case. And I know there's a whole mental health stigma, um, but we really need to break that because it's very real, um, across people, disciplines and career paths. But just know that if you are experiencing any of that, it doesn't mean that you're in the wrong field. I mean, it's a good thing to listen to, but it doesn't mean that you're not fit for this field. You're doing the wrong thing. Um, you're not alone. And, I guess that also goes into some of the advice that I would give is no, it is okay to get help. Um, it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. It doesn't mean you're broken. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and then as for hobbies, um, I do like to sketch, um, just basic things, sketch, paint, read. Um, I play the violin. Um, I also spend a lot of my time playing with my kitty Caspian or taking care of Indy, who is my um, little crested gecko. He lives in a bioactive terrarium, so there's live plants. The soil has little bugs um, that are decomposers in it. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's very, it's, that's one of my ways I relieve my stress is when I'm taking care of um, my pets. And I also watch a lot of nature documentaries. Um, recently, since being in the field, it means that I spend a lot of time um, outside watching the monkeys, and so I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So recently, I've been binge listening to a lot of various podcasts on Spotify. Um, and in the fall, I hope to be starting uh, mixed martial arts. Um, I say that now, and hopefully, in the fall, I actually go forward with it. It's been something I've been wanting to start for a while. Um, but yeah, so those are some of my hobbies and favorite shows. I'm a really, really big movie buff, and <laughs> I would say my favorites would have to be Avatar. Um, I'm just generally a huge geek, <laughs> so Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, especially um, anything Disney, Marvel, so forth. <laughs> um, I'm kind of late in the game, but I just recently watched Queen's Gambit, and that was really one of the best shows I've seen in a long time, um, because I don't know, Beth is just like a relatable, no spoilers, but she's a relatable character um, regarding her ambition, losses, and honestly, just she's a genuine portrayal of like a real person. Um, it's just, yeah, reality, I guess. Mental health is such a big problem of today's age, especially with the onset of COVID. I think it's just made it worse. And what does your schedule look like? Um, and my schedule is a bit different in the summer um, than when I'm attending university but generally when I'm at university I have classes um, pretty much all day meetings um, at the end of the day I try to eat dinner um, with my roommates um, a roommate and yeah mostly 
it's mostly working, but on the weekends, that's when I really give myself a nice break. Um, Any trusting projects you've worked on or you're currently working on? Current projects um, I have done or working on is I was a volunteer with Sierra Wildlife Rescue for about three summers and was finally an intern my last summer. Um, and my job was basically to rehabilitate wild birds, um, wild birds young and old, um, back to health, whether they were abandoned or harmed due to human interference, such as getting hit by a car or um, the nest knocking down because they're cleaning their gutters or something like that. Um, before I began to pursue conservation, um, I was just volunteering here or at the wildlife rescue simply for my love of wildlife because I did grow up in the countryside and so I was really familiar with um, basically the interactions that would be at play between the wildlife and my neighbors and even our own home and um, so and that and it was honestly one of the biggest influences that that when I decided to dedicate my life to the natural world and while it may be cynical it taught me that saving one life of wildlife will not save the world um, which is why now I'm currently working to bring evidence as a researcher to push forward solutions through science. Um, and re my, and as, as of um, this past fall of 2021, I... Oh no, this year is 2021. Sorry, I've lost track of the year since this pandemic. Fall of 2020. Yes, fall of 2020. Um, I have been working... Um, I worked for a few labs before... Um, since attending Montana State, I worked in an entomology lab. I also worked in an aquatics lab, um, just mostly as like a lab technician inputting data um, and all. Um, but I did struggle a bit in those finding my niche in ecology. So taking the um, advice of one of my advisors in the honors college, I ended up reaching out to a lab outside of my department. Um, and it was in the Department of Animal and Range Sciences, not the ecology department. And it was in the department or it was in the Department of Animal and Range Sciences. And so Dr. Lance McNew is the principal investigator of the lab and he welcomed me to bring um, to begin attending lab meetings as an undergraduate with the graduate students and I was then welcomed to partner with one of the grad students on a sub project of her research and there I'm studying the effects of anthropogenic structures such as roads and trails on dusky grouse abundance in western Montana and I'm just really grateful to have that opportunity as an undergrad um, because since then, um, I've already presented at the Wildlife Society Conference for the Montana chapter, winning the Undergraduate Poster Award, and gained a lot of awareness awareness of what a true lab is like. And for all college students looking for research, really do not be afraid to send that cold email, um, that cold email with that budding with that budding idea in your head. Because yes, you will get a lot of um, principal investigators or professors who will ghost you or deny you. Um, one second, a huge truck is coming by. Anyways, I'm sorry, but when you get that opportunity, you'll know and your passion will speak to you. So just, yeah, continue sending out those emails. Like there's a bunch of students or reach out to students in your university who are doing it and maybe ask them how their experience went, um, where they're working at. It's just, again, don't be afraid to reach out for help people are more than willing to help than you realize um also so for this summer i am a primatology intern um with paraguayan nonprofit profit para tierra 
for three months um, and I have been funded and supported by the Garden Club of America and my project I think you'll see a similar theme here is studying the effects of anthropogenic structures such as electric cables and uninsulated transformers on the urban howler monkeys here in Pilar, Paraguay through both naturalistic observation and local knowledge. Um, I'm actually still in the internship right now, but I have learned a great deal on what independent research is really like, and to be honest, I really love it. Um, the goal is to hopefully get the results published. Um, because my study is both ecological and sociological, I have to balance both ecological um, data collection, such as um, so currently like I'm watching the monkeys and I just collect um, behavior data um, between every five minutes and there so I can be able to establish an activity budget um, as their proximity gets closer or farther from the electric cables and also interview data collection days um, or when I interview go into the community and um, interview the locals here. Wow that's so kind of you. An internship sounds really cool. My daily schedule is four, day, four days out of the week. I wake up at sunrise and spend all day with my monkey study groups until sunset. On interview days, I head out at 8 a.m. with Jorge, who helps me with um, translation because my Spanish is not really up to par. And also um, people here speak also Guarani, which is the indigenous language. And sometimes I go between Spanish and Guarani. So it's, it's just helpful to have um, translator and uh, we then have a lunch break and then we head out again for the afternoon and if you some I'm kind of layering the advice in between um, my experience talking about my experiences but um, if you are currently in college or about to be in college I really really urge you to spend a sem semester or summer abroad doesn't matter what your discipline is um, I don't know how accurate this is but I have heard that once you graduate um, college you will rarely have the liberty and freedom to travel depending on your job of course um, but honestly take advantage of this time like if I know like I'm, I was in the same boat thinking like oh maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't go this summer because I need to work I need to save money um, there are ways to go around it look for scholarships um, like for me being here I did not have to spend any money out of my pocket um, yes I'm not really making any money I work I also work as an online tutor so it kind of helps but I honestly I don't get a lot of tutors but or tutor students but there are scholarships out there that can fund you um, to travel so just you just gotta look for it <laughs> um, university affiliated affiliated or not go travel <laughs> your experience will be unique to you and will teach you more than you can imagine whether it be academically or just personal growth honestly it's one of the best experiences that's really great advice travel and experience the world and you'll also learn a lot from the varied cultures and it also helps in personal growth so how did you pick a STEM major and why do you think it's so important to have girls in STEM? Um, so as a kid, <laughs> I was that kid that was really interested in um, adventure and discovery. So of course I would spend a lot of time outdoors, but on Saturday mornings I would wake up to watch either The Adventures of Johnny Quest, um, which had my favorite fictional scientist, Dr. Benton Quest. Or afterwards, I made sure to never miss my favorite nature show, which was um, called Zabumafu. I think that might be a very old show for, you know, 
people nowadays because I think I think the new show was the Krat or Wild Kratz, but that that was way after my time. So, <laughs> um, but I made sure to never watch or to made sure to never miss that one. Um, I even watched Go 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 Diego Go rather than Dora, and every Saturday I would sit there with bright little eyes and watching um, these shows. But one thing I noticed um, when watching these is pretty much all of the um, characters or um, I guess hosts because even like Steve Irwin, I, I watched him a lot too on Animal Planet, but um, it was all men exploring <laughs> and adventuring into these far unknown places, just, um, discovering new things. Um, and so as a child, I really didn't recognize those societal bar barriers, but um, and like I have been fortunate to have parents who supported me in all aspirations but being constantly told by people you can be anything you want to be can really leave a child with the confident belief that that statement is sincere and so growing into adulthood I began to realize that although like people tell you this and for me because I live in the U.S. that it's a country set forth on like the ide ideology of making your dreams into reality it's really not the case for some individuals, whether you be a woman, um, a woman of color, um, part of the LGBTQ plus community, it's, there's a lot of layers there of intersectionality. And so, um, it kind of, as you get, as I got older, I started to realize that. And as a kid, I didn't have that representation in my childhood and hopefully kids now do. Um, but going, kind of going into question eight, that's why it's so important um, being a woman in STEM is, I understand, yes, just because you are a girl or just because you are a woman, um, that shouldn't be the main characteristic that makes up your identity as a scientist, but I understand that us women, we have such a major impact, um, to make in the field for the discipline you are pursuing and for the aspiring young women who will come after you. Um, even generation, even though generations later, of women breaking past these glass ceilings, we still feel the remaining glass shards as we pursue our careers in STEM. Um, and however, the more we push, those glass shards can one day become as smooth as the pebbles on a beach. So that's why it is so important is we just need to keep continue paving the way, the way for others um, who come after us because there have been countless of women in STEM who have done that the same thing for us. Um, Wow, that's such a great poetic way of putting things into perspective. So what motivates you? Um, but going back to what motivates me, I would like to say it's it's kind of what motivates anyone in this environmental race to save our planet, um, which is empathy. Um, many times I sit here wondering either why others don't see the grave danger we are in or even why I continue to run this race. Um, I used to think that it was because as a species we, we must fight to survive like any other life on earth to save our species but that is simply too anthrocentric in my opinion and empathy I really believe is what will save us um, and I guess I kind of just want to emphasize what I mean um, will save us nature is going to go on whether or not humanity is on this planet or not and so I think that's also a major aspect of conservation is realizing how that we're not separate how related humanity is with nature what we do to nature will affect us um, if we mistreat it that is going to affect us whether it's increasing cancer and in the global population how we have plastic in our water 
um, toxic waste from landfills seeping into our drinking water, um, it's going to affect us. And that is a thing that I think is really important to realize is we're on this earth for such a, we've only been on this earth for such a fraction of time. Um, and so, um, we, we really need to bridge that divide between the natural world and humankind. Um, we must have empathy for life, um, for the deer, whether it's cross, like for deer crossing your home street or even for the native plants, hoping to have a garden in your home or even for the wildlife that's struggling to adapt um, to something that's really out of their control. Coexisting will be our key to survival, but it first starts with empathy. Um, so spreading that awareness is kind of what motivated me in this journey. Empathy is such an important aspect of being human too. So tell us about your future goals. These questions kind of always make me a little bit uneasy um, because if there's anything I have learned since pursuing um, this career is that there's no such thing as a linear career path and you might think you're heading in one direction but then boom something happens and whether it be a new opportunity, a newfound passion or even a change of perspective. Um, however, my current future plans are to I hopefully I hope to complete um, a PhD in interdisciplinary ecology in hopefully um, the University of Florida I say that now but it might change um, but they have an awesome program um, regarding interdisciplinary ecology because like my study here in Paraguay I'm really in love with involving the involving the community um, in a sociological lens while also having the scientific um, data to also supplement it. And um, as for my professional plans, I hope to serve, continue to serve rural communities across the globe through research, outreach, and establish viable co solutions to promote um, human nature coexistence. And the dream um, is to complete this with a Nat Geo fellowship. Um, and my research and initiatives will aim to empower local communities with the tools, knowledge, and independence to mitigate conservation issues within their community. And specifically, I hope to give back to my own culture, um, which has been such an impactful influence in my life, um, by devoting my efforts to the much-needed conservation of the Philippine flora ifana um, that exists across the archipelago. So did you face any challenges um, on your journey in STEM? Sacrifices was a big struggle for me and like for example me being here in Paraguay right now um, and for three months it means me missing family birthday family and friend birthdays um, family trips um, I miss my cat of course and overall just missing out on those small joys of life and being in a career like this um, working as an international scientist um, it can be very difficult and yeah just hard but it, it is the purpose it is the purpose of um, your work that really makes it all worth it. Um, and I think another conservation or another sacrifice in conservation is money. And this might, depending on who you've talked to yet, um, this might kind of sound like a broken record um, if you're familiar with the financial struggles in conservation. But you honestly will not make a lot. And sadly, the world doesn't invest much in the natural world unless it's for stripping her resources. So. It's really ironic since we depend on the natural world um, to continue, but it, yeah, that's it's a it's a struggle and it's it creates kind of an anxiety um, in the field. But it is what it is, and with the passion and drive, it must be done. So 
Um, my other struggle would just be being a woman in general in this field and it it is where you work it depends but predominantly it's pretty male it's a male dominated field like most um stem fields are and i won't sugarcoat it but harassment is a real thing um in this field and science in a whole science as a whole and so i've had i have had my fair share of harassment um not in my lab groups um thank goodness but um which i i do know though it does happen frequently in um in some labs um but i would say it's when i'm traveling for my work and like me being here my field days are nearly nine to ten hours of data collection with me out in the town studying the urban howlers monkeys um by myself and of course there has there hasn't been any like traumatic experiences but it is something that always has to be on your mind being a woman out in the field um and so it's it, it kind of haunts you a little bit um knowing that you always have to be on edge um not on edge but just i guess aware um which I know it's it's something that most men in the field won't have to experience, which is it it I would say it does make me a bit jealous that it's yeah, it makes me admit, admittedly envious of men explorers who can traverse the world really without batting an eye about their safety um, beyond the environmental extremities that they might be facing. So lastly, any words of wisdom uh, for our listeners? And my biggest tips is make time for you. Burnout is real, despite how passionate you may be. Um, Reach out to your role models. Nine times out of ten, they will likely respond to you and offer you some really great advice. Um, And the last one, before you dedicate your life to something, make sure you first discover yourself. Um, It is every, it would, once you discover yourself, it really makes every decision moving forward um, a tad easier. And it's, that that advice was actually given to me um, during one of my first classes I took at Montana State University. And it was honestly the best advice um, I've ever heard. And it, I think it would also um, help you when you're making your decision if you're in high school right now, if you're making a decision what your major should be, um, if you're really not sure yet, I honestly would say take a year off and find who you are and find who you want to be. Find what your passion is and college will go so much more smooth um, with that in mind. Um, and so I think I hit everything. Um, but I guess I'm trying to think if there's anything I wanted to touch back on. I think that was probably pretty much it um but I guess like back to the struggles of being a woman in STEM is like people will um and also kind of some advice but take everything what people say with a grain of salt um because also you will probably get a lot of people saying oh you should be this instead or oh like maybe you should try like what happens like for me like because I'm going to be traveling a lot I've had a lot of people come to me well how are you going to be a mom with that type of career um kind of pressing on all of those societal expectations of who and what a woman should be um and so like with my own experiences like so I'm biracial um Filipina um and so my dad is white and my mom is Filipina um and so I kind of 
grew up when I when I was deciding to go into ecology there was a lot of um a lot of what is it statements about oh have you not thought about the medical career um what about being a nurse and if you are part of um if you are Filipino or you know a Filipino culture you know that there's a lot of um Filipinos who go into nursing and so it was kind of like you know one of those expectations that you know it's okay just say like oh I like take it with a grain of salt but if you know who you want to be and you know what your passion is just continue pursuing it and you're not hurting anyone's feelings you're not hurting anyone's expectations just do you and life will never never feel like you're working so it it's just yeah follow your passion um your self discover your passion um i think this is such a good advice uh thank you olivia so much for your time it was such a pleasure to have you on my podcast and see you guys soon next week